if I don't know the lies that I'm being told about food, I can't make changes. And if I keep eating this way, I keep putting my body in a bad position where there's too much inflammation, possible heart problems, possible diabetes down the road, possible Alzheimer's down the road, possible PCOS for a lot of women, and so many other issues that we're learning over time are coming from the carbohydrates that we eat. Hello everyone, welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I'm Violet, I'm a psychologist, and the reason I make these videos is to help you to understand that your physical health and mental health come together to create an overall sense of well-being. If you find these kind of videos helpful, please consider subscribing. So there's a term that we've been talking about called insulin resistance or hyperinsulinemia if you're going to go the medical route. So this idea that our body, when it has too much insulin in it for too long a period of time, becomes insensitive, so non-responsive to insulin. So I came up with an analogy that I hope will help everyone. So we already know that our body is able to have five grams of carbs in it at any particular point in time. So we like homeostasis, we like to be stable. And so we're going to imagine for a moment that our body has filters to keep, so to filter out the sugar and keep us at five grams. The average person eats somewhere between 200 and 300 grams of carbs per day. So I'm going to stay on the low end just to make this easier and say 200 grams a day. So let's say that I eat 200 grams of carbs per day. My body is working hard to keep me at five. So in essence, what you would see is that because I'm at five right now, then I would have 20 filters, for example, in my body that could filter out the carbohydrates so that I stay at five. So each filter filtering 10, right? Over time, as a filter filters, it gets a little dirty and clogged. And so at some point you would have to change the filter or clean the filter. So as we go through our day, we're eating, daily, daily eating, and our body's filtering, filtering, filtering. And let's say after one year, the filters are clogged. Our body doesn't have a chance to clean up. So what it will do is it will add more filters. So we'll go through another year. So now we have some nice, fresh, clean filters, maybe one or two. And then we have the old ones that are still functioning. Filter, filter, filter. And the next year, again, there'll be more cloggage. So, and as we go forward in life, we just keep adding more filters until our body reaches a saturation point. There's no more space to put any more filters. And at that point, you become diabetic. Interesting, easy analogy to think about. There's only so much space in my body to put so many filters, then I'm diabetic. What we need to add to the story though, is that all the while that I'm doing this, I'm unaware that I'm clogging my filters. I'm unaware that at some point I won't have any space left to store, right? If you think about it, most people believe that diabetes is hereditary, is genetic. It's, it's, it's something that if my mother had it, I absolutely have a like, higher chance of having it and so forth. And although it's true that if my mother had it, chances are I'm going to have it, it's not because it's genetic. It's because if my mother had it, well, she's the one that taught me how to eat. And so I'm going to teach my daughter how to eat. And we're all eating these traditional foods. And I'm from the Caribbean. So that's a bunch of rice and peas and potatoes and carrots. And actually, I'm getting diabetes because I eat a bunch of carbs. If you think about the desserts of a Caribbean household, sugar cake, pone, sweet bread. I mean, again, high, high carb, mango, like really high carb foods. Part of the problem that we mistake 
as a as a hereditary thing is that we don't recognize that we kind of inherit the way that we eat so it's not genetically inherited but it's inherited through teaching so because carbohydrates are addictive and i start to have a dopamine rush when i eat them even though i'm not hungry i'm chasing food so and what do i mean when i say i'm not hungry because physiologically i feel hungry but you know there's this myth that says that you have to eat three meals a day and of course the food companies want to eat three meals a day because that means they sell more food but the question i have for you is is it true that you have to eat three meals a day is that for your health to eat three meals a day and so what's interesting is that if you eat a lot of carbohydrates absolutely you will eat three meals a day because carbohydrates are addictive when i eat them i get a dopamine rush i get an endorphin rush my body feels good like i get a sense of like wow happening and then my filters filter as much of that carbohydrates out of my system as possible because i can only have five grams of carbs in me at any particular point in time the average chocolate bar has 30 watt the average granola bar has 15 ish so again your body is like working like crazy to put it away put it away put it away and so what happens is that you go through this and then you go in a down and then your body wants that feeling again so what does it do it activates your hunger hormones do you actually feel hungry yep are you hungry no so when i say are you hungry i'm hungry when my body needs energy so am i getting a signal that i should eat yes but does my body actually need energy that's the part that becomes so frustrating the average well-weighted person so typical normal weight you are doing perfect on the the doctor's chart has enough carbohydrates in their system for a day but enough fat in their system so on their body they have enough fat to last months so an overweight person has even more than months worth of so maybe even up to year or so of energy on their body that they could live off of just need to drink water so this idea that you have to eat every three meals a day every day is not true even worse that we have to have three meals a day and three snacks oh my god so not true i need you guys to understand that if we don't challenge the things that the food companies are telling us if we don't challenge the things that don't make sense then we will keep making mistakes with our health and we'll keep eating inappropriately now the part that's really frustrating is that because we don't label rice bread pasta carrots potatoes apples as sugar we actually end up over the course of our life eating more and more and more and more carbs on a daily basis all because we don't label them as sugar now we know that they taste sweet like for example apples do or bananas do but when we're talking about rice we don't taste the sweetness and we don't label it as sweet even though in our body the sugar behaves the same way how that causes us to eventually eat more carbs is that that dopamine thing i was just talking about so i eat some carbs my body puts it away and then it pushes me to get more carbs and if i allow that cycle to keep happening over time the time frame between eating carbs gets smaller and smaller i want you to think for a moment for those of you who are watching this video who either have ever known anyone with an alcohol problem or if you've ever had yourself an alcohol problem 
when you first started drinking alcohol, you were drinking some alcohol and then it probably was months before you had alcohol again. And then it became a month before you had alcohol again. And then it became weeks before you, and then it became days. And then it became until it was hours. But people who don't have a problem with alcohol can go months, even years without having a drink because whatever. But when you have a resistance to the alcohol and you're also addicted, dopamine rush, your body's constantly pushing you to have it because it wants to experience that rush. And yet at the same time, your body is getting it out of your system as fast as possible because it's dangerous. And now you're on the cycle. Carbohydrates, same thing. Any substance that's not good for our body, our body tries to shuttle out as fast as possible. We tell ourselves the lie that breakfast is the most important meal of the day and it must happen in the morning. And you know what? Maybe I could go there with you that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I might be able to say yes, okay, I agree with that. But then the only reason that I would agree with the idea that breakfast is the most important meal of the day is because I feel that breakfast sets the tone for everything else you're going to eat. If breakfast is the most important meal of the day and I eat carbohydrates in my breakfast, and if that's the main thing my breakfast is, think cereal for breakfast, think toast for breakfast, think yogurt and, uh, and uh, fruit for breakfast, then what happens is that I get that sugar rush first thing in the morning and for the rest of the day, I am chasing carbohydrates. But if my breakfast is something that's low carb, so some kind of meat or cheese or healthy fats type of breakfast, so maybe some eggs, bacon or ham or cheese and ham or right, some olives and some cheese. If my breakfast is something that is low in carbohydrates, then that sets the tone for the rest of my day. And now I'm not chasing carbs all day. So yes, I can agree that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And then I'm going to go to the second part, which is that you have to have it in the morning. Well, guess what? If you're having three meals a day, chances are very good you're going to have your breakfast in the morning. By allowing yourself to eat 20 grams of carbs or less a day, automatically most people fall into a two meals a day situation. Why? They're just not hungry. Why? They're not chasing carbohydrates. Why? Because if you don't eat carbohydrates, you don't chase them. The reason that most of the people watching this video don't chase cocaine is because most of you have never tried cocaine. But any of you who have chased cocaine, you know it was because you tried the cocaine. We need to be honest and realistic with ourselves. If we allow an addictive substance into our lives, we will chase it. So by taking your grams of carbs down to 20 or less, chances are very good you fall into a two meals a day situation. If you allow those two meals a day to be close to each other, so rather than doing breakfast, dinner, if I allow myself to do lunch, dinner, the positive there is that I have the entire overnight all the way to the next day at lunchtime where I'm actually allowing my body to clean itself up. And if I can get, the closer I can get my lunch and dinner to each other, the more time I have for cleanup. This is what you hear people talking about as a compressed feeding window. Right? So if I can get my feeding window down to four hours, if I can get it down to two hours, or in my case, if I can just do the one meal, which is what I do, then all the rest of the 23 hours, my body is well less than 23 because you have the processing time. So all the rest of the 20, the 18 ish hours, my body is doing cleanup. It is a falsity that you need to drink something or eat something to stimulate detox. Your body knows how to clean up even better. 
once you get used to letting your body clean up this way, the other thing you can do is extend the time that you're fasting for. Rather than just doing a one meal a day situation, which is more about time restricted eating, if you allow yourself to go 36 hours, 48 hours, now you're fasting. And again, the more time that you give yourself to detox, the cleaner your body will get, the more chance that your insulin, so your hyperinsulinemia will resolve itself. If you want to solve your hyperinsulinemia, allowing yourself to fast is probably one of the better ways that you can do it because honestly, you know how to clean up you. I know how to clean up me, right? If I don't know the lies that I'm being told about food, I can't make changes. If I don't know that these isms about how we should eat are untrue, then I'll keep eating this way. And if I keep eating this way, I keep putting my body in a bad position where there's too much inflammation, possible heart problems, possible diabetes down the road, possible Alzheimer's down the road, possible PCOS for a lot of women, that's what they have. And it's because of too many carbohydrates and so many other issues that we're learning over time are coming from the carbohydrates that we eat. And carbohydrates are not necessary. Your body makes all that you need. Remember, the more carbs you eat, the more your body needs to clean up the carbs. And the more your body's trying to clean up the carbs, the more saturated it becomes. And the more saturated it becomes, the closer and closer you get to hyperinsulinemia, and then the closer and closer you get to diabetes, or Alzheimer's, or heart issues, or strokes, or, right, to poor health, inflammation, to poor health. Allow your body to clean up by keeping your carbohydrates low. Allow your body to clean up by allowing it to withdraw some fat from the bank that we carry around all the time. Allow your body to clean up by giving yourself periods of time where you're not eating so that your body can go in and engage autophagy and apoptosis and all the other cellular functions that it does to clean up the system. A true wellness warrior prioritizes health over taste. Are you prioritizing your health? I want to thank you for watching Mind-Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I really hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, remember to subscribe, click the bell, do all the things so you know when my next video is coming out. If you would like to contribute to the production of some of these videos, you can go to Patreon slash Violet Rivera. I love that you guys come and comment and engage with me in these videos. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week.